Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wrestle me, Pete! Oh, wrestle me, Mark! It's uh, wrestle me, and we're back to get funky with WrestleMania 27. How I are you mean, doing? They said this day would never come. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be very easy to work out when it would come. Wouldn't it have been really, really annoying to just skip one WrestleMania? To do all of this and then to just go, oh, yeah, we're not going to do 27, uh, we're going to carry on with 28. The that video game really Leisure Suit Larry never did Leisure Suit Larry 4. <laughs> they just went straight to Leisure Suit Larry 5. What was the thing behind that? I think they just dicked it. They were just dicking about, really, <laughs> and having a bit of fun. And then the rest of the series of Leisure Suit Larry, there would all be, always be references to Leisure Suit Larry 4, but there was never a Leisure Suit Larry 4. Got ya. Um, obviously, everyone's across the Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> can. I mean, everyone knows about the polyester sh- uh, suit wearing maniac sex maniac yeah i mean i loved that game as a kid i think it was quite a formative <laughs> game for me and i used to play it when i was about sort of 10 on the amiga yes and what the amiga had was it had that that really sort of um a basic attempt to find out your age this yes. is quite echoey today isn't it no it's all right i think it's all right it, it sounds quite echoey um this is me going back into the mists of time <laughs> think of it as an effect <laughs> all right okay but the amiga had a thing that was to, to shut you out if you were under age yes. under 18 they would ask you a load of questions <laughs> and the questions were about things that you would have known in about 90 1989 if you were 18 <laughs> so they related to basically 1975 <laughs> and 6 yes I tried to play Leisure Suit Larry on an Amiga many, many years later. And the questions, even though I was about 25, yeah. were totally oh, mystifying. I remember it was like, it was about like Tipper Gore and stuff like that. <laughs> it was like stuff we'd never talk about in the UK. It was very, very no, weird. The American references made it very, very it's difficult. so confusing. There's quite a lot of, actually, I mean, what a, you're such a pro. There are quite a lot of American references in this WrestleMania as well that haven't translated. No, um, exactly. The yeah. national anthem sung by someone that we have never heard of. Nope. Um, you've got Snooky from the this. Jersey Shore. Again, yeah, I've heard of Jersey Shore. I would not know. Was there a bloke in it who had a weird name like The Edge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, the situation or something. The was, it, was it the situation? There yeah, the Miz. Are. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, you can interchange <laughs> any member of Jersey Shore physique-wise with a lot of wrestlers in this WrestleMania. I t- and I think there is actually a bit of a crossover <laughs> between things like um, um, Jersey Shore and actually the um, what's the one set in the north? So it's uh, Geordie Shore. Geordie Shore. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, it was almost exactly the same thing. I, oh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't click when I said Jersey Shore, not yeah. Geordie Shore. But some of the Geordie Shore cast have had sort of MMA careers, right? Which okay. is that a, does not surprise me. No, there's a very much a crossover. <laughs> Bodies, drugs, treating women badly, <laughs> TV hair, ratings. Haircuts, hair gel. Yeah. Just a lot of hair gel. Yeah, early, uh, and tragically, some of the early death. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to make that... Uh, I was, I was going to do a joke there, and I thought, actually, no, there's been quite a lot of reality show stars who, who have actually uh, yeah. uh, uh, had early death. So, yeah. so I'll, I'll probably just move on there. Uh, <laughs> Found myself... What that's called there, Pete, is suddenly getting out of your depth. That's um, fine. <laughs> I was Look. having a nice paddle... Very, very quickly, I was we're, underwater, I was submerged. We're allowed to uh, take a sideways glance at wrestling, which has <laughs> constant uh, early deaths, constant. But as soon as we start, um, like, uh, you know, swimming into the, the, the Jersey Shores of the, um, the, the, the mainstream kind How of... How have you got in the same deep water that quickly? <laughs> the mainstream audience, we start thinking, oh, we've got to be responsible if we talk about, I don't know... The one that's... I can't remember the bloody name yeah. of it now. And Love are, Island? Love Island. Love Island. Like, obviously had a few, few And you're absolutely... There. There's something 
something else there, which is that we don't really see wrestlers as being real people. No, exactly. They're slightly yeah. characters. Yeah. And, oh, a character died in a film. What, are you going to cry about that for nine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Axel Duggan. He's brilliant. Um, <laughs> Axel Duggan is very much alive. He is, yeah. He's the first person that came to mind only because um, we do see him in this WrestleMania. Mm. Um, he's not in the main event. He would have made that better. <laughs> <laughs> any, any of that Hall of Fame would have been they, better. Oh, absolutely. And they just, uh, Axel Jim Duggan was there and he is the one thing I took from this WrestleMania. Mm. Just he, there's a part where Shawn Michaels comes out to mm. his sexy boy music, and Shawn mm. Michaels is the last person out. Yeah, and you get the bizarre spectacle of <laughs> sexy boy playing while Abdullah the Butcher is on the stage. I mean, <laughs> what he made of it, <laughs> no, desperately getting his fork out ready. Um, but while Shawn Michaels comes out, and he's now doing the Elder Statesman Hall of Fame yeah. thing. He's humble and he's you know he all praise to God. Um, Axel Jim Duggan is looking over at him and he's just beaming, going like, isn't this the most wonderful thing? <laughs> and I saw Axel Jim Duggan doing that and I was like, fuck, I forgot. He's just like the best guy in the world. He really is. And I swear he's made his wooden stick longer for the occasion. <laughs> yes. It's not a two before no more. Yeah. It's much longer. I've, I've got a two by six because it's a special, <laughs> it's a special occasion. occasion. <laughs> there, there's two inches for all the great fans who have, you know, <laughs> two feet, wouldn't it? I, I love him. I, I went to his Twitter and I think I've actually been following it for quite a while. I'm not right. quite taking it in. But unlike anybody else's Twitter, it's just a long list of, you know, his dates and things and just pictures of his family. Oh. Of him going, here's my wife, 36 years, life, still love you, you know, you're the best. It's oh, just like, don't make me cry. It's quite early. <laughs> it's, it's quite early. So, We've got to watch WrestleMania 27. Th- this for me is very much the uh, I love Hacksaw Jim Duggan WrestleMania. <laughs> I, d- I don't know how many other people view it as such. But for it's, me, it's, that's it, all it's it going to be. Lovely silver lining on things. Um, so since we last um, spoke, uh, Mark, obviously um, there's, there's been a WrestleMania that's been produced without a crowd for yeah, the first time. That's uh, which right. Is really yeah. WrestleMania 36. We'll obviously come to talk about it in in a few months' time because we'll get there. And it's so difficult not to dive in now because yeah. I'd watched that on Monday and Tuesday, mm. and then I watched WrestleMania 27. Uh, on Wednesday. Right. So they're all very sort of like fresh and intermingled. Mm. I mean, I'm going to try not to get the bits wrong in this one. <laughs> um, I mean, do you remember that bit where Shawn Michaels came out in the boneyard and then uh, saw Jim Duggan smiled and uh, basically he, he was melted down into all his constituent parts by the fiend. Um, I'm going to try really hard not to do that. But what, what, what really struck me again is we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic mm. and, and uh, you know, things have changed quite dramatically. Yeah. And watching this WrestleMania that you took for granted the 70,000 people in a in a stadium mm. and it just looking at it now it looked mad it's like there's a there's a photo i love of a woman in the 40s maybe and she's coming out of harrods right. with two pet baby foxes yes. right she's bought Two, Two baby, baby foxes, foxes yeah. from Harris. And you look at that and you go, oh, the past, eh? Sort of incredible, but so different. And watching this WrestleMania, I had exactly the same response as I did to the woman with the two fox cubs. That you look at it and you go, oh, God, they'll never know how good it was, eh? You know, imagine doing that now. Uh, and it looked great. And what you could see, the difference between these two is... I, I, again, I'm not going to get into WrestleMania 36 yet. No. It, it would be annoying for people to hear it out of, out of kilter. I found it a very, very hard watch. I would, it would be annoying to, for anyone to have anything relevant yes. and timely yeah. that we're talking about. We're desperate. imagine us being relevant. We have to basically... I mean, look, come on. Before we did any pay-per-view set in 2001, we pretended we'd never heard of the Twin Towers disaster. <laughs> and we'd continually be talking about how much we were looking forward to visiting them one day. We've, we've kept this very time accurate. But, I mean, you know, the, the problem really for me with WrestleMania was the lack of the crowd. And the yeah. crowd, I don't think anyone had really realised on what level a crowd is the third man in the ring mm. and how important it is. And you saw with this WrestleMania, there were matches which if they'd have done in front of an empty audience, everyone would have turned around and gone, Jesus Christ, that was awful. Yes. And in front of this crowd... They just they just sort of skirt under your radar mm. of quality because the crowd are going with it, and it's it, it's amazing how important the crowd is to wrestling. Yeah. I, I really didn't, you know. Sometimes you've, I've seen wrestling with very small crowds, and that can be brilliant. That can be really exciting. But there's obviously a, a, a moment where if you go too low a crowd, <laughs> wrestling can't come back from that. Yes, and I'd I'd suggest it's probably around. 
one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be one. It might be one. I think they were allowed a maximum of 10 people in the performance centre right. when the matches were going on. So whether that's sort of, you know, between 10 and 16. I mean, 10 and 16, that's um, the big breakfast set, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Clapping. Woo! Th- but those guys... But those guys, Richard Offord. <laughs> they, <Go on> Richard <laughs> Bacon. They managed to make it seem like a vibe. You know, they were sort of like really, yes. you know, conscious. And they, you know, I, that sort of works. And it's amazing how, how badly it works without a crowd. Yeah. And seeing um, I, those 70, 71,000 people, I think it is, you just go, fucking hell, it seems incredible that, mm. that it's only been three weeks since we've not been able to have that. And yeah. seeing it there, it was like, Jesus, that looks insane. What, what I have sort of taken from, um, I only watched a couple of WrestleMania, what was it, 36? 36? 36 yeah, yeah. 36 matches. Uh, and uh, the, the first one, the Boneyard match, and uh, a couple of other bits and bobs. Uh, but the first one uh, involves uh, Asuka. The mm. um, Japanese uh, wrestler, yeah, and she, I spent a good hour or two <laughs> posting screenshots from her YouTube channel onto yeah. our shared wrestling uh, WhatsApp uh, group. Um, but I no love one, them. no one, you might have loved them, Mark. You were very vocal about it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody seemed to like them, but I was having the time of my goddamn life on Asuka's. Um, so I think what's her name in what was her name in back in the day? Uh, Something uh, Chan. Kana. Kana, Ch- Kana Chan. K A N A. Yeah, yeah. So Kana Chan's uh, YouTube page. The best she, thing that you did was when you isolated where she lived by the fact that she was on a road, which let me tell you looks like the set of the fucking Flintstones. Oh, it's incredible. It's... She looks like she lives in an Iraqi uh, g- like government <laughs> compound. It's... It looks like that. I it looks presume like... it's like Florida. Yeah. It will be. It'll be. Know. It'll be somewhere like or, or Texas or somewhere. It'll be somewhere out the way. Just, 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 just a, just a, just a bit of um, uh, like a local kind of like area. But her house looks like a compound. It's right. hilarious. Got, well, this when I saw it, the bits because there was a great bit that you sent me where she'd basically been doing a video outside her own house. Yes, and so she thought, well, I don't want to identify my house, so she digitized her house. Yeah, she mosaic like it was a sex offender house. <laughs> and, but then she left all the other houses undigitized. Yeah, so, it, so you'd obviously. Not if you had yeah. any sort of none of us, about you. None of us are trying to get into <laughs> Asuka's house. Let's make that clear. She's tougher than both of us. Yeah, oh, she could kill. The best one was me. of her dog, where she digitised her dog because obviously she doesn't want you knowing the identity of her dog. But it was reflected in a window, and uh, she could clearly see this little cute little dog in, uh, in Osaka. I've seen your doggy. I've seen your doggy, I've seen your doggy <laughs> I've seen online. Your doggy. Ah. But that's a Japanese thing. Apparently, uh, it was uh, back in, a little while ago. I met Chris was telling us about it on the excellent LeBron Japan podcast, mm-hmm. which you should listen to. Um, uh, he was saying that um, I think one guy got filmed uh, in a public uh, space. Mm. Uh, he was quite important, I think. He got uh, he was with another woman, not his wife. Uh, he got uh, divorced, um, and I think he lost his job as well, and he sued the um, the makers of the TV programme because they hadn't mosaic his face got and they hadn't anonymised him. Um, so that's why in Japan, if you ever see Japanese vloggers, you'll see they spend a lot of their time painstakingly mosaicing everything. Oh, I don't think you really need to mosaic dogs. No. Because they could look like anything. No. You know, dogs are dogs, dogs. I love dogs, but dogs are dogs. Yeah, I should imagine there is... A- a enterprising lawyer in, in, in Florida who is, who is putting together class actions against WWE uh, for dogs. Um, there was there was a story which was pretty grim. I did actually see this when when she digitised her house. Right. Um, there was a, it was Japan again, and there was a, a pop singer who was actually tracked down by a mad stalker because yes, she'd done lots of Instagramming. Yeah. And the reflection of the train station that she used happened to be in, in her sunglasses. And oh, was able to find out where she lived. Yeah, so yeah. I, I slightly thought she was doing that, but she's not done it quite right. Um, <laughs> but I, I she... hope it doesn't turn around and bite her in the arse, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> because she seems lovely. She was very good in WrestleMania 36 because she was very vocal. And yes. she's, she did it in, an, in, a, in a very, um, uh, what's it called when you're not um, being... Uh, nervous about things. Oh, she just uh, threw herself into it? I yeah, so, yeah, exactly that. There is a word for it. I forget what it is, but she was very good. We're not talking right. about that, Pete. Come no. on. Nani Come Kore! On. She was <laughs> saying, Nani what is this? She was saying, <laughs> Nani Kore! Um, <laughs> I, I know! She shouted <laughs> I, a lot. I know! I know! She found out what it was, Mark, clearly. <laughs> but I'm the, now the biggest fan of Asaka. <laughs> she, she is great. She's, she's, she's ab- absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, in Japan, she's actually sort of, uh, when she was a wrestler, they had a big sort of uh, constant gimmick about the fact that she had massive boobs because so many right. Japanese uh, wrestlers just do not have the same physique as Right, Oscar. okay. She's quite so, stocky, um, though, I guess. She's quite, quite, oh, tell her that. As good as a wrestler. Why don't you go to a digitised house? <laughs> <laughs> Stand up there with your little placard that says stocky. 
Oh my god, this has gone terribly. Why don't we start talking about all the reality stars who top themselves? <laughs> Get out of this. I'm just, I'm just, it's just weird that they would do that. No, she is, she is great. I, I think she is actually, on a, on a, on a, you know, this is not a, a part really uh, of of our, our podcast mo. I think she is delightful, oh, absolutely fantastic. in every way. I think she's probably my favourite lady wrestler. Oh, there you go. Um, let's go. To Two. 2011. I don't want to. Let's stay in Asuka's <laughs> Iraqi compound. The 3rd of April 2011, to be precise. WrestleMania 27. Uh, it was held in Atlanta at the Georgia Dome. And the Georgia Dome were a huge stadium. Uh, it was uh, famous in wrestling because they had some very big Monday Night Raws, WCW, uh, right. big Atlanta sort of thing. And they, um, they had a, a famous match between Goldberg and Hulk Hogan. Mm. that was thrown away on TV rather than pay-per-view, uh, where Goldberg beat Hogan. And uh, basically, because it was set in Atlanta, they had a load of big TV execs coming by, and Hulk Hogan wanted to have a huge rating so that he could tell them he was responsible for a huge rating <laughs> rather than Goldberg. Um, so it's a sort of famous place, the Georgia Dome, for WCW's glory is. Right. And uh, it's no longer there. It was dynamited. Um, in, oh. in, I think, 2017. I don't know, my kid. <laughs> <laughs> By that time, he was incapable of doing much. Uh, but they, um, they they replaced it with the Mercedes-Benz Superdome or something, right. which is um, a slightly disappointing title. Um, I, I love Atlanta. Atlanta is probably my, I've not up been, there with my favourite. I, I only know it from wrestling, so I've only sort of really seen Atlanta. The two ways I see Atlanta are through WCW pay-per-views, mm. where I see the inside of buildings that have mainly been demolished. <laughs> and occasionally, when they do back stage vignettes and things right. where they do it at wrestlers' houses. So okay. I've got an idea of what um, Ric Flair's house in Atlanta <laughs> looked like. Um, I know what... Um, Martin Luther King's house is there. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I mean, I'm not going to say Ric Flair is my Martin Luther King. But, I mean, when it came to speeches, the guy could go. Um, and uh, uh, the, the other one, of course, is Chris Benoit's house, which right. I'm uh, sort of okay. quite familiar with through um, news reports and things. Yeah. Um, so my, 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 my understanding of Atlanta is so through the medium of stadiums and wrestlers' gaudy houses. And, and so that, what, what is it like? And that motorway on The Walking Dead. That's the start of oh, The Walking Dead. Oh, is that Atlanta? Dead. That's Atlanta, yeah. God, bless. I mean, it's, it, the more we talk about it, the more it sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's so much fun. I only spent uh, three days there, but I'd, it's one of those... Um, it's one of those hub airports, so like you gotcha. can get get everywhere from there. But it's well, if you're ever sort of going somewhere uh, and you're having a stop off in Atlanta, take a couple of days out. It is lots of I fun. Suppose, Everyone is so much fun. I suppose that's exactly the reason that a lot of wrestlers choose to live there. Yeah, because it's a hub. Yeah, you can get everywhere. Amazing. I love stuff like that where it all slots into place. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, that's yeah. why. That's... Why do all these wrestlers live in Atlanta? Why do they live? in I Milton see their gaudy houses. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, that is a lot of British wrestlers live in the Midlands. Uh, yeah, that's right. a, a big sort of hub. Um, so you can drive everywhere. You, can just sort of drive you are right. equidistant to everywhere. Right. I mean, that, that also said, I mean, you are always quite far away from everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> you know, rather you're not the place you want to be. Yeah, rather than once a week you have a three-hour drive, you know, basically every night you're going to go an hour and a half. You know, it's not, it's not 100% great. Oh, Birmingham, that's only an hour. Cool. <laughs> um, this uh, WrestleMania at the time was uh, quite well-reviewed. You know, it was seen really? as being solid but unspectacular. Um, yeah. It didn't have uh, a, a particularly great load of matches, but WWE at the time was in slightly a, a flux stage where nothing was sticking mm. and they were continually going back to the old stars, but at the same time trying to push the new stars, but not right. letting the new stars win to get over. So it's a it's a strange time. It did um, more pay-per-view buys than the year before, WrestleMania 26, mm. which had the second Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Um, it did 1.05 million pay-per-view buys. That was up 30% from the year before. Mm. And the real reason for that is solely to do with The Rock coming right. back. Okay. So The Rock had been away for seven years um, they'd basically forgotten slightly to renew his contract. He'd taken offence at that a bit, and then he'd gone off. And in, I mean, it's one of the the, the dreams that you would have <laughs> that you basically your 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 office, you know, fires you, but they don't really fire you, and they just and you go away. And by the time you return, you are essentially on the way to becoming the number one box office attraction in the world. <laughs> and when you come back, you hold all the power, and you just do what you want to do. It's it's like a mad dream come. True. <laughs> Without The Rock, I think this would have done a lot worse than the year before in pay-per-view buys. Mm. But what becomes very apparent when you watch this 
is without The Rock, there is nothing, <laughs> nothing on this card. So I remember this this being on at the time. And right. I remember thinking to myself, I, I, it's not that I just thought that John Cena versus Miz was a, a bad main event. Mm. I, it act, I actively didn't want to see it. And it hung over WrestleMania in a really sort of strange way. This WrestleMania has a number of sort of interesting trivia parts to it. So it was the the first time that the winner of the Royal Rumble was given a title shot at WrestleMania. And that's become a thing that's happened ever since. So Alberto Del Rio won the Royal Rumble. He then chose to face Edge for the World Championship. It's the first ever WrestleMania where no titles changed hands at all. Right. And that was largely because there weren't very many... Uh, singles matches between champions. Um, it was the final WWE pay-per-view appearance for Mae Young. And uh. Mae Young goes out absolutely <laughs> on her shield in this. I don't think there's a better uh, exit that anyone's ever had in any walk of life ever <laughs> than Mae Young's one. Um, it's the first WrestleMania for seven years that didn't have a Money in the Bank match. Yes, okay. They uh, decided that that was popular enough, they'd spin it off into its own pay-per-view. So right. it didn't take place on this. Yeah. And this WrestleMania suffers from that in that nothing particularly feels as big as it should mm. for WrestleMania. Um, and the, the other thing that you're going to love is it had two dark matches. Yeah, that probably would have been better, certainly with the first one, yeah. certainly would have been served better to have actually been part of the card instead of some of the... Decisions. <laughs> yeah. So the first match was uh, in, in the dark match was Daniel Bryan versus the US champion Sheamus. Mm. Um, this is very early on in Daniel Bryan's WWE career. He had been in WWE a few years before as sort of weirdly protected enhancement talent. Right. So he did a few matches on uh, one of their sort of C shows called Heat, where he'd lose, but they'd give him quite a lot of offense. Mm. So for some reason, they didn't squash him. They were like, he's quite a talented guy. And he came through. We will be talking when we get to the match about with the, the core yeah. about NXT and it's not the NXT that we know now which is if you like their it used to be their developmental brand but now it's almost like a supplementary brand mm. we'll be talking about the original NXT which was a spin-off of Tough Enough and that's how right. Daniel Bryan comes into WWE again but this time he's got a huge name on the independent scene he's been probably what 15 years at the top level, main eventing all across the world. Um, he comes to WWE, and really the first year of this is a disaster. <laughs> and really it starts with the dark match. You can see that he um, he gets put up against the US champion Sheamus. And uh, six weeks before WrestleMania, Sheamus uh, was given a choice. And they said, who would you like to face at WrestleMania? Rey Mysterio or Daniel Bryan? And he said, do you know what? I want it to be Daniel Bryan. And he told Bryan, and Bryan said... Um, <laughs> you should have gone for Rey Mysterio because <laughs> they're less likely to pull that off the main card, aren't they? <laughs> Six nights before WrestleMania, they were sitting in the locker room at Raw and John Laurinaitis came down and said, um, we're going to be putting your match on the on the pre-show. And um, Daniel Bryan just turned and said, Seamus, I knew you should have chosen Rey. <laughs> just, a, a really, a, he's obviously a great guy, but they turned this match and again, their misusing of Daniel Bryan for many years. Um, the, the, the WWE have a hatred of people who get over yeah, who without their help. Organically good. Absolutely. Organically and if the, popular. If the crowd start liking them and WWE are like, <laughs> they're liking him more than they should, rather than go, that is a good thing and saves us some work, they will go, <laughs> we must punish him. And so you can see that with this. They have the Daniel Bryan versus the US champion Sheamus. They knock it off the main card. And there are plenty of matches that could have you know, had some time trimmed. Mm. Uh, they knock it off the main card and then they spoil the match anyway. And it becomes a, having gone from a lumberjack match with all of the wrestlers, it becomes a battle royale and uh, great Carly wins so there is that thing if you have Daniel Bryan and Sheamus in a ring yeah. and you go do you know what would be the best outcome for this is that somehow great, great Carly ends up winning and it just it frustrating <laughs> you can see uh, at this at this point it's, I don't quite know what was going on behind the scenes in that it seems so badly run and worked out yeah and they've slightly I believe got this out of their system now but at this time, it was that thing of if you signed with WWE and you were the best in the world, that is the worst thing you thing could you ever do. Yeah, yeah. And you do end up here, of course, with Daniel Bryan in the dark match of WrestleMania while The Miz is in the main event. Yeah. At this time, The Miz was a bigger star than Daniel Bryan, but 
if you were a wrestling fan, you did look at this and you did go, is this the best we can hope for? Yeah. Is this the future of the business? Yeah. You know, that we're going to be seeing Miz for five years on top as Daniel Bryan, you know, is just destroyed. It's, it, uh, it's strange. Um, a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The best thing that happens in the opening of this WrestleMania is we see the purple Aki sign again and again. <laughs> As is standard, there are British people down the front. They've got yeah. their St. George's crosses. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I was obsessed with purple Aki when I was younger. I was also obsessed uh i would i if, if a genie could grant me three wishes one of the wishes would be that the purple aki uh meme didn't have an awful racial subtext that an is awful a racial like, so that is problems. it's it's the biggest problem i can't get over that bit we but sh- i we, love it we, so we should explain but, what it is because some yes. people won't know what it is so i first heard about purple aki in the 90s mm. when i was living in leeds and i lived in leeds with uh, when i was at university with a load of people mainly who were from the northwest of england mm. they were from manchester and they were from uh, Newcastle. Oh, right. So uh, I knew I knew about Purple Aki in that way. I worked with a guy in the 2000s called Will McLean. And Will McLean mm. was from Birkenhead. Yeah. And he reminded me of Purple Aki. And I was like, fuck yes, you know, Purple Aki. That folk bogeyman. Yeah. And nobody quite knew what Purple Aki was. But it came that thing where people were basically, if you lived in the St. Helens area or the Wirral, you know, the, your mum would possibly say to you, if you don't come to bed now, Purple Aki's going to get you. Right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That amazing name, Purple Aki, <laughs> that doesn't really sort of tell you what he's supposed to be no, doing. No, it's, it's like this kind of like fictional kind of bo- bogeyman, kind of like, um, uh, what was that bo- green bogeyman it used to be in the Fungus. 90s? Fungus the bogeyman yeah, kind Fungus of character. Fungus the bogeyman meets Purple Aki. <laughs> Absolutely, 100% could be a book. Um, I had a look at some of the, some of the myths about Purple Aki that were, were around in the sort of 90s and 2000s. Mm. Um, one child had been told he carved his initials into their buttocks after playing noughts and crosses on them with a knife. So that was the level of, right, what, yeah. of what Purple Aki was. Now, Purple Aki, you used to see that in sort of like... There was a flag at Glastonbury that yeah. I remember had Purple Aki on it. You'd see it written on the wall. You'd you, see people, talk, people talk about it. Yeah, exactly. You'd see it a lot. And what it is, is, is it was actually a real guy. Mm. He's still around. I think he's in his early 60s now. Um, his name is Akinwale Arobieke. Right. So the the Aki comes from his first name, Akinwale. Mm. He was known throughout Liverpool and Manchester. He was six foot five. He's a bodybuilder. He weighs about 22 stone. And he spent the last 30 years approaching young men 
and he has a conversation with them which leads to them talking about weight training and then he will touch and measure their <laughs> muscles and if it goes further he will invite them to squat his body weight so sometimes right. he would do this by getting them to do a press up and he would then clamber on top of them mm. um now the the, the nickname purpleaki comes from the fact that he has very, very dark black skin. And so he has always, whenever he's been you know, interviewed and in court, he has said he, there are racist overtones to, to the name Purple Aki. Mm. And, it, and it, it, it's a shame that he's absolutely right. You know? I, uh, yeah, I love the fact that there is a um, slightly the, the mythical kind of 80s, 90s yeah. um, uh, molester on the, on the loose, yeah. who, in the grand scheme of molesting, he's not up there with the worst. There are some fascinating things about <laughs> what his molesting is. I will, but, I will, I will go through but, them. Don't you worry. But, he's, but, uh, but, but the, the whole uh, kind of thing behind his name, when you hear about, you know, he's so dark, he's purple, that's, the, yeah. that's why he's purple-lucky, uh, it, it, it makes me sad and that's why I can't, I I can't get on board with it. I, so wish, badly. I wish that he just wore a purple tracksuit, I was, was going to say the I same thing. He just... Because it's such an 80s or 90s thing. There was always a bloke in your town who would be getting up to that kind of caper. Yeah. There's, it's something very nostalgic for me about a man who would uh, have a motorbike and he'd allow uh, younger <laughs> uh, girls or boys to get on the back of it and ride around the park oh, yes. in the Burn Valley and you'd be playing football and you'd know who he was. Yep. He'd be this man with receding hair who's allowing <laughs> children on the back of his motorbike and, you know, burning it around the Burn Valley. But... Ah, so yeah. So with that caveat, we uh, we all grew up with this yes. when, when we were when we were younger, and there was a weird thing now where you look back and go, "Why were no adults actually doing anything <laughs> oh, about no. this?" Is that all, Chris Rock? They walk it off. Yeah, walk it off. And, and to be honest, if they got found out, what more than more than usually happened was they got a job somewhere else. <laughs> yes, you know, it exactly. was sort of, it was just, sort of mental. Move, move towns or slash just not just the different part of the town. Yeah. Just move into a different bit. Uh, another one of the branch of restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the reality is, like, the, the Aki actually, he, he becomes in sort of in public consciousness in 1986 when a 16-year-old called Gary Kelly mm. is electrocuted on train lines because he was running away from uh, Aki. Right. And uh, Aki ends up facing a manslaughter charge, which he... Uh, disputes uh he is he i believe he is charged with manslaughter i believe he is convicted but he is later freed an appeal because he says that he didn't actually pursue the boy he said there's nothing wrong with standing on the platform and looking into trains and the kid himself had just got panicky and raced off so he, right. he didn't pursue him if you like to his death um and he was um freed there were also talk of the alleged racial overtones in the case against him mm. um but through the 2000s, uh, he has numerous trials. So mm. in 2001, he faces 50 counts of indecent assault and harassment against 14 teenage boys. He's jailed for 30 months for threatening behaviour. In 2003, he's jailed for six years because he's done it. He's just carried on doing this this muscles thing. Um, 123 people are interviewed by police. Um, the interesting thing about it, and I know it's it, again, is 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 this Radio Four? Is this WrestleMania? <laughs> but. <laughs> There's something really interesting about it because the the police have said there isn't really a sexual element to what he's doing. It's almost obsessional. He wants to just get people to let him touch their biceps, Mm. occasionally their calf muscles. Right. So in 2006, they uh, put him out on licence from prison and they actually, Merseyside Police, issue a sexual offences protection order against him, Mm. which just says you mustn't go up to people you're banned from touching feeling or measuring muscles you're asking people you can't ask them to do squat exercises in public Mm. Uh, and he continually ends back up in court for doing these things but he's never ever convicted of a sexual offense at all this is just one of the judge says he just says it's very strange and obsessional right but he is uh, in 2016 he must be be going mad in this lockdown in 2016 they lift the order this Mm. sexual uh, prevention order because they say there is nothing sexual about what he's doing. I mean, he's they say, a menace, can you though, just he? stop doing it? Can you stop well, doing it? Well, he clearly it? can't. He, they, so he needs to be protected from himself, if nothing else. Yeah. It's a psychological uh, misfiring, isn't it? The police said that none of the complainants had thought there was anything sexual about it, and they said that they also hadn't suffered any physical or psychological harm. He was just measuring their muscles and talking. 
talking about you know how much they could lift. Um, it, it's it, it, there was it's a BBC BBC Three documentary about him called The Man Who Squeezed Muscles, and that came out in 2016. Um, <laughs> I had a look online just to see what he's up to at the moment. Mm. Um, I mean, social media has been hilarious because that is really exists for people like. Aki the muscle squeezer because it's just full of young men who have seen him in a shopping centre and have gone let's get a photo they've whapped out the guns and Aki is holding on to them you know oh, wow so, I've not seen any in a weird way social media has made him a sort of like he's gone from being a fictional bogeyman mm. to being so a real like sort of standing off his edges a little bit edges yeah. a little bit kind of so he gets to yeah. touch the muscle you get your photo <laughs> there's no sexual offences pre- pre- prevention order everyone is happy everyone wins I, I, Lackey, I, I, I do find absolutely amazing. And just seeing that sign there, again, no one in America would have known that what they were doing was essentially going, let us celebrate a strange and obsessional man who, by all accounts, if you like muscles, would be watching this WrestleMania. <laughs> Every time I hear the Juju, I think they pronounce that, it's XIU, XIU band. Mm. Uh, well, it's just a dude. Um, he sings a song called Fab, Fabulous Muscles. I think about Papalaki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's actually, uh, he is 58. Um, last right. year, photos of him emerged squeezing a man's bicep at Manchester Piccadilly. Cool. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful man. What a... <laughs> Let I'm us... not sure he's that one. No, no, that was very much a glib thing I said as I glanced down at my notes. And I... Fabulous Aki. <laughs> can we call him Fabulous Aki? You know that what? Would just be better. If he's got flyers, he can put on it a fabulous man. <laughs> Wrestle me <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucked. Absolutely <laughs> fucked. Um, let's get to the opening <laughs> song of WrestleMania. <laughs> Um, it's uh, America, Atlanta's own, yes. and America's own by proxy, Kerry Hilson. Mm. Uh, you would say a mid, mid, low to mid card a jobbing songwriter. Yes, I agree <laughs> with that. I agree with that. It's, oh, she's written songs for Britney Spears, haven't we all? Yeah, haven't we all? Not to, none of them singles. Not, I think no, not album, those, Oh, album was it talk? No. no. Was it baby hit? No. no. Uh, oh, Kerry it, Hilson. It was um, I, I Heart You, brackets always. It, that sort of thing. Um, album tracks uh the big american flag being held over the ramp as she sings as mm. well it, worryingly close to the word mania with the flag <laughs> i thought i <laughs> didn't like to see that um i i, I she they've got a sort of um, a metal structure above her as well which yeah. looks like the legs from the aliens from war of the world the Tom Cruise <laughs> films, which i did like it was like it's like uh, there's an episode of rick and morty where they have to sort of sing to impress a, an alien oh yeah race. show me what you got yeah show me what you got show me what you got and i i did think this is like uh, a bit I've like that. Got to check her name. Kerry Hilson <laughs> is uh, is doing a sort of like um, you know an echo of uh, Rick and Morty there. <clears throat> There's some uh, excellent uh, LCD use, LCD screen use. Yeah. Uh, in this uh, yeah. one, the big cube that descends into the ring at one point, which you sort of think that's got to get, get out. I couldn't work out if the cube was real and had had sides that were being projected. On or through, or whether oh, the, it was just the, yeah. a 3D computer effect. No, I said no. It was, it was it, what you like augmented reality. Yeah. We're not, we're not there quite yet. That would, we're not. I, I, I would love to have seen some augmented reality <laughs> in 2011. This was um, white people can't <laughs> sing the national anthem, can they? Uh, no, because <laughs> no, they're, they're either Rockin' the Robin or Willie Nelson, right? Yeah, and they okay. they they always they they either country twang it up or they rock it, and both <laughs> are very wrong. Yeah, and so you need people who, who basically it's. Do you know what the sweet spot is? Touch a gospel. Touch a gospel. That, right. well, that but is that not what Kerry very... Hilson brings to it? Yeah, oh, yeah, she yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's very she's very good at it. Mm. I, b- I believe she is African American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if you'd realise. Oh, I how woke! No, no I, I wasn't, don't see colour. No, I wasn't sure that whether you. I, I thought you were making that point that she was bad at it, but she's no, excellent. No, no, she's, she you. Whenever um, you see someone sing uh, the national anthem, uh, whatever on on WrestleMania, you always think they're not going to hit the beats of the actual music. Yeah, and you're like, you've just gone off on one there. Yeah. you haven't got any monitors in your ear. Always hits. Always, it. Bring always it manage, back. Always brings always it back. Always back. Um, very little interest about uh, uh, Kerry Hilson. I still don't quite know who she is. Um, she's I, been on a lot of stuff. She's been on like a Kanye West song and then a someone yeah. else's song, and then but she never. She's never broken through, but I'm sure she's coining it in with all of this. Very much she's done. beats international with Lindy Layton. She is the <laughs> Lindy Layton uh, of America. Um, uh, I had a quick look, and there was a thing about with Wikipedia. It said she's contributed in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Haven't we all? 
You know, I've worn a little tartan ribbon <laughs> in Edinburgh. Li- I've worn a little condom. <laughs> well, I have worn well, a I condom have... before. <laughs> oh, I mean, big man. I mean, I don't stick it on my Wikipedia. <laughs> Has worn a condom. <laughs> Therefore, come and worship me. I'm going to put it on mine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, she's one of those people who just didn't break the UK at all. No. Uh, she had a career that by this point, you know, if it's not peaked, it, it is coming up. Um, and then this week... She became a big hot news topic because she right. became one of the most vocal uh, spreaders of falsehoods regarding 5G, 5G and coronavirus. <sighs> yep. The pretty girl rock singer, nope, no idea, shared a series of tweets with screenshots and videos that implied the creation of 5G cellular service is directly related to the spread of COVID-19. Get it? Get her on London Live! <laughs> two hours. Two, <laughs> hours, two hours of check name Kerry Hilson. Um, <laughs> people have been trying to warn us about 5G for years, she says. She's been one of those people who's been here for years. Uh, petitions, organisations, studies... What we're going through is the affects, spelt with an A, <laughs> of radiation. Uh, she tweeted uh, on Sunday, 5G launched in China November 1st, 2019. People drop dead. See attached and go to my Instagram stories for more. Turn off 5G. I mean, you could quite easily sort of link any pandemic to the introduction of a new yogurt. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. fruit corn have started doing re- reintroducing crunch corn and those little donuts yeah. again. Oh, Mrs. Oh. Brown's Boys season four. <laughs> oh, AIDS pandemic. <laughs> Take it off. Take it off. Um, she also suggested African countries weren't getting the, the virus because Africa is not a 5G region. Uh, this is despite the fact dozens of cases have been confirmed in Nigeria, South Africa, Ethiopia, Egypt, and other <laughs> African countries. All of the African um, countries. Imagine taking your scientific knowledge from a woman who's basically, to me, her main thing is that she sang the anthem at WrestleMania. I wouldn't sort of go, yeah, you can now operate on my back. (laughs) Terrible. Um, Let's look. Hey, look. Hey, look. Come on now. Let's quickly get get to the the rock. rock Because the rock certainly doesn't get quickly to anything. No. (laughs) The rock is back hosting. The graphics look so wonderfully modern. Uh, The the graphics look amazing. Nice nice colour palette as well. Cold blues and It's so creative. They've spent so much time on, on the animations and stuff but he has spent about as much time animating himself into the ring he does there are four minutes i counted four minutes without a word being said yep and the atmosphere is what's the opposite of electricity mark the opposite of electricity uh, is candles it, is, it, is, it, is it static electricity i don't Just, know what is it it's well it's nothing isn't yeah, it you know like that pitch drop experiment where they have like that um that pitch resin it's like a kind of a like oh, bitumen yeah. kind of like uh the, 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 the slow drip yeah the drips yeah. for years and years and it's like super viscoelastic and it, yeah <laughs> and it drips once every 83 years or yeah exactly it's that that's what it yeah. felt like yeah even though he i've never seen the rock look so and i'm sure you'll have a different uh, opinion mm. but i've never seen the rock look so boring yeah in uh, this uh, it was he says it's going to be the most memorable wrestlemania uh, of all time and he just it just gets through i've never seen him do, he drinks a bottle of water for some reason. You've been out for four minutes. You don't need a bottle of water. Totally. He's been gone seven years, and then he does seven years in the ring, basically. The, the, the water bit is a thing where he actually says, he just goes, um, let the rock have a drink of water. And they fucking cheer. And I do think you have got to be pretty over that you say, let the rock have a drink of water. And people go, fucking yes! This is what we wanted! I just couldn't... I couldn't... By the end of it, I think the the, the, the crowd had kind of lost their oh, yeah. interest. Oh, yeah. The, this, this was... This was the, they play his theme, and basically... He, it's on for so long that theme that you hear bits of it that you would only hear <laughs> if you bought like WWF the Music yeah, Volume no, Five. I didn't it was a part you go, of it. Oh, there's a sort of rock out bit here, which is mental. <laughs> he, he comes out and uh, they bill him with all of his nicknames, and he was a great sort of master of the catchphrase yeah. and the you know uh, the pipe, and you know he had that sort of Ric Flair mm. run of slightly more modern, slightly sexualized. Mm. I don't know why I'm doing the Jimmy Savile voice. <laughs> slightly, slightly sexualized nicknames. He did touch muscles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, White Jimmy, they call him. It's a terrifying <laughs> shock Jimmy. of white hair. I mean, that's it. If you're you going to put any colour on uh, Jimmy Savile, white, it would shock be, of white. We should start doing that from now on. Just uh, constantly identifying yeah. people, first by race and then by their given name. <laughs> yes, we should. We should do that. Yeah, let's be the podcast that does that. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash wrestle me. <laughs> but yeah, so the rock, the rock has come back and he is, he's got that thing of he is just, A, he's very pleased to be back, but B, he's like, I am a fucking huge star 
while now. Mm. I did have a look at the films he's made up to this point. So Fast and Furious 6, which really, really is the big break for him. Right, OK. Um, that is still round the corner. But he's in seven years, he's made Be Cool, Doom, Gridiron Gang, Southland Tales, The Game Plan, Get Smart, and he's got G.I. Joe just coming up. Was, oh, was Doom or Uwe Boll? Uwe Boll does all of That's the right, uh, video yeah. games. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, look, I mean, The Rock, his career that was to come was huge. Yeah. But at this point, he was a wrestler who had gone to Hollywood and been treated seriously. And that, for wrestling fans, was actually a sort of big deal. Well, he depl- yeah, and he applied himself in with the same work ethic. And he still mm. does to this very day. The Rock releases, like, three films a year. Yeah, yeah. He works so hard, and he... Doesn't he doesn't have a, I wouldn't say a massive uh, quality control kind of mechanism, but no. he just he just understands he's, that if he keeps if you throw enough rock at the wall, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know what? He is good in things, yeah. even if things aren't particularly good. He's good in them. One of the first things about Get Shorty, which was you know um, uh, a sort of crime dramery thing, and it was big at the time. Mm. You know, it got nominated for Oscars. You know, for various categories, your best supporting or whatever. But The Rock was one of the people who was singled out continuously. In reviews yeah. for being so good, and so it was that thing of going wrestlers are better than Rene Russo. <laughs> this is, you know, this is a, not what we're used to. We're used to no holds barred the movie. So you know that was really good. I, he does come out and he starts throwing his catchphrases around. He does the the electricity is all around us. He goes, can you feel it? Can you taste it? Can you smell it? <laughs> and Another 5G conspiracy nut <laughs> all around us. It's getting into our fucking mitochondrial DNA. Um, Got to burn them down, mate. Um, he does a, uh, a a bit where he gets them to do a callback as well, mm. where he goes, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. That reminded my wife immediately. She went, didn't you do something similar with Kate Nash that didn't work? And it was when we introduced Kate Nash at Brixton Academy. Oh, I was very drunk. And I, I remember saying, she's, she's from... Uh, what did I say? Harrow. Let Harrow. me hear you say yeah. Harrow. And people went Harrow. Not a lot of them, but they were there. <laughs> Some people said Harrow. Some people did say Harrow. That's all I wanted to hear after all these years. <laughs> Some people did say Harrow. And for that moment, I was channeling The Rock. But The Rock didn't have you next to him going, really sorry about this, everyone. Okay, <laughs> bring her out. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, I think about... Uh, I've not thought about that uh, for quite a while. We come out, uh, you go, hello, welcome to the... Economy, uh, and did you make it clear that Kate Nash was from Harrow? No, no, I think did you shouted, I think that's I a fact that everyone knows. Because I worry that they probably just thought you were doing like a, like a racist Chinese impression for hello. Like, if you say hello, Pete, Harrow, I say hello. I would love to be able to tell you with confidence that that's not what I was doing. <laughs> but so The thing is, you see, is I come from Harrow. Yeah. So I know Kate Nash is from Harrow. Yes. So I presume, like all people from Harrow, very ignorant, <laughs> suspicious bunch, that Everybody knows about the ins and outs of the residents of Harrow. <laughs> They've been on Harrow's Wikipedia, for example. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, uh, I, to my uh, great discredit, did not sell <laughs> your shtick on the night because I wasn't as drunk as you. No. I know uh, Pete, no one I was, was as drunk I, as me. And but, Pete Doherty was on that fucking bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on that stage and I thought, I don't do a lot of this stuff and I think you have to treat it with a bit more gravity than this <laughs> and I was half right I would say I, I, in, you know what, in, in the fullness of time <laughs> and, Kate, and Kate Nash's career as it's gone I agree with what you did all I'm gonna say is Kate Nash the last big thing she did was glow the gorgeous ladies <laughs> of wrestling, wrestling on Netflix right. am I to take credit for the, the show Glow as a result because of doing that at her show, both introducing her to wrestling and also putting her off doing anything to do with the music industry. Uh, the answer has to be yes. yes. Um, he then comes back and, you know, he, he's, he just there's a funny thing about this where it's a bit rusty. And so he doesn't do his catchphrases, snap them out. Mm. He's like, everybody knows, like Mark Haynes and Harrow and Kate Nash, everybody knows what the catchphrases are. So I can hold push them out there mm. and then not really deliver them massively because we all know what it is anyway. Yeah. And so I don't think he even does a can you smell what the rock is cooking. You mm. know, in the whole 
uh, b- bits where he's out in front of the crowd. Yeah, it just okay. it just seems a, a bit nuts. I might be wrong about that. It might be at the end bit, but as you say, by well, the time the tongue thing, doesn't it? Can you smell what? The... Is it, does he do the, when does he do the tongue bit? Is that in that one? Or that like, must be that bit. You see, the problem is, you see, is this is this goes on for what twenty five minutes, which is American sitcom length. Yeah, I can watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, or I can see the Rock walking around for the length of a Curb Your Enthusiasm. The Rock just walking around, throwing out bits of his catchphrases, and then getting it getting it to it at the end. Too long. WrestleMania 27, uh, kind of like for me, is uh, one of the situations where I did a lot of washing up while it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost made mess yeah. just so I could tidy it up. I, I can't believe that I actually wrote down he didn't say his catchphrase because, A, uh, of course he would. How, how would they end this well, segment? But, just... B, it shows that I just I couldn't. You know, seven years, The Rock is back, and you're already like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> looking at your watch. When's well, he going again? When's well, he doing Fast and Furious well, 6? Is that next year? Well, well, obviously, we're wrapping up now, but before we get there, like, um, was there... There was an appearance by Snoop Dogg. Now, I can't remember seeing that on nope, the network. No, nope, I didn't was see it, it at all. Was it cut from the network? I think it was, and you right. think there's other WrestleManias that he's at where yeah. they haven't cut the Snoop Dogg thing. Yes. What has he done? <laughs> it's not like he's written in and said, I don't want to be on it anymore, because he's on loads of them. <laughs> he loves what it. did he do on this one that they were like, actually, of all the things that could do with cutting in this WrestleMania, maybe trim some of the Rocks thing and everything. It was, it was like a pop idol X Factor kind of thing, Snoop. I think. That sounds bullshit. And he was like judging it, I think, and some people turned up and were terrible. I think that was the Is case. that the sort of thing though, where they'd bring back the old legends and it will end with Ron Simmons going, damn... Have they got rid of a segment, one of the, the legendary Ron Simmons <laughs> damn, damn segments? Do not touch Ron Simmons' <laughs> shit. Furious. Um, look, fantastic work. We didn't even do a single match, which look, I think even for us is a new high. <laughs> it's indicative of a wider problem, and that wider problem is WrestleMania 27. It we are really just a couple is. of Fruity Pebble boys who <laughs> refuse to play by the rules. Uh, we talked about a man in a shell suit touching up muscle, Yep. We talked about Jimmy Savile. We talked about all kinds of stuff, really. We, we, we talked about the film Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Which Look, is, I believe, only worth watching you, you, for that kind of first-person, down-the-gun perspective. What you can't say is you can't say there isn't content. No, you there can't say that. Content. You literally can't say that. There is content. But, and we're not doing this deliberately, if you would like to hear... <laughs> First match, <laughs> terrible, terrible timing. This isn't an AOL People keyword. People are going to want to hear more of this. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Five G conspiracies. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the race, racial connotations of a bogeyman's name. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash. Wrestle me. That's patreon.com forward slash wrestle me. There is so much up there. Mark has been working hard. Uh, last week you did a, uh, I mean, last week when we're recording this, uh, you did a, a celebration of the NHS there by is detailing. Lots more coming. Lot. We have been throwing out like merch things where you get 50% off for now. <laughs> you just have to join in. And this month we are doing our second WCW pay per view. It's going to be joining Capital Combat 90. We are doing the Great American Bash 1990. For a lot of people, that will be a key pay-per-view in their lives because it's the one where Sting takes on perennial WCW champion Ric Flair. Okie dokie. And uh, so, yeah, you're going to be getting uh, one extra show uh, per week. And also, if you want to hear more about WrestleMania 27 and listen to the whole thing in one big chunkalunka, get to patreon.com forward slash Wrestle me. There's also a newsletter every single month. I mean, there's a newsletter every single week on your rate. Oh, the way you're absolutely. going. Absolutely. I've got to share my passions. <laughs> I looked. All I want to do is come to your Have house your and <laughs> measure your, your biceps. Muscles. Let us measure your muscles. Measure your muscles, Mark. It's legally not sexual. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.